بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله الذي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى الطيبين الطاهرين اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الرحم وأكرمني بنور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك منشر علينا خزاء نعوذك رحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين. We have finished the discussion about Rafa or loyalty and now from this week maybe for a few sessions we'll talk about how to study, how to do Mubahata, and then inshallah we go back to the regular topic that we have. Today I want to speak about the significance of Mubahata and some of the techniques that we should use in Mubahata. In our traditional way of study, uh, the way that we have been over centuries learning Islamic sciences, we have some techniques, some manners that are maybe exclusive. Maybe some of them exist in some traditions, but uh, not very common nowadays in modern education. But as a whole, it seems <clears throat> something that is not very much available today. Maybe some of it are. For example, in our traditional way of learning, The relation between teacher and students is very, very special relation. There is intimacy, but also maximum respect. So sometimes students love their teachers more than their own parents. Okay? Sometimes their teachers become their role models. Mm -hmm. There is love, there is respect. But unfortunately, we see this is not very much emphasized on, or even it's not important in modern way of education. Mm -hmm. So people treat their teachers just as a classmate or as a friend, you know, and they call them with, you know, small names, you know, they can, you know, mm -hmm. even make fun of their teachers, they can talk a bad way in the absence of teacher. Basically, there is not that much respect. I'm not saying it's always just like this. I'm not saying that there are no, uh, you know, mm -hmm. exception, but unfortunately, it seems that gradually, this concept of respect and love for teachers is gradually disappearing. And we have to be very careful because this is very important. We should be very grateful to our teachers because it is through them that we receive knowledge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you have reservations about your teacher, then it's better to choose another teacher. Yeah? Don't say, okay, I learned from him Arabic. I learned from him Aqaid. I don't bother about his akhlaq or, you know, taqwa, relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We cannot separate these things. 
if you want to learn Islamic sciences from someone, you should first make sure that this is a good character, this person has a good character, has taqwa, has sincerity, then you learn. Because learning from someone who is not reliable, from someone who is not pious, can be very destructive. You cannot separate between the topic and other things that you knowingly or, unknow or unknowingly get from that person. <coughs> because when two people interact, their interaction is not limited to the words which are said. First of all, inside the words, there are many, many things passed on that you don't understand. You know, I can teach you physics and mathematics, but inside them, I can, you know, communicate lots of things to you. If you are clever, you may understand. If you are not clever, you may not understand. Many things, ideas, many of my own ideas, I can pass it on. Especially when it comes to religion. When it comes to humanities, these are sciences that you have great opportunity to pass on your message inside the words. But apart from that, even if I myself have no intention of affecting you, my akhlaq has impact on you. My behavior has impact on you. Maybe I don't notice anything, you don't notice anything, but our souls interact. So it's very important to choose your teachers, to choose the people from whom you want to learn, to choose a speakers. You know, there is a hadith which says, Man asqa ila faqad abadahu. The one who listens to a speaker is like worshipping him. It means that it's a very high status you give to someone when you bring him as a speaker. It's not something that you say, okay, we want to encourage these people, you know, these are young boys, you know, or girls, you know, we want to encourage them, so we give them the member. Mm -hmm. If you want to encourage them, use other platforms. But when you give a speaker mm -hmm. to someone, and member to someone, this is very special. So, you choose your teacher based on inquiring, investigation, examination. But then after that, mm -hmm. you have to respect and trust your teacher. Mm -hmm. You cannot become a student and keep thinking, should I you know, trust my teacher or not? Should I take his advice seriously or not? If you choose someone as teacher, mm -hmm. then it means that you have already established <coughs> that he is more knowledgeable than you, he has more experience than you, he has maybe more wisdom than you, so you trust. So, this is a very important aspect of our traditional studies. And sometimes you see a very strong unity is established between teachers and students that they really become like one unit. If you look at, for example, Imam Khomeini and his students, mm -hmm. you see his students were prepared to die for the causes that Imam Khomeini had. You know, they were ready to go through torture, through you know, exile, everything, because they knew that this man is a man who speaks for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is a man that is wise, is knowledgeable, is pious, and also understands. This is also important, that he understands the situation. So, there was great love between the students and Imam. And of course, Imam also had love for them. But this is not only Imam Khomeini and the students. Many are like this. You know, there are uh, ulama who themselves have become marja. Mm -hmm. But whenever they speak about their teachers, they have great respect 
you know, they become very sad when they think of the death of their teachers. They think that whatever they have, they owe to their teachers. So this unity is very important. Even something which is, I think, very beautiful is that in our traditional way of studying, part of your recognition comes from your teacher. For example, nowadays normally they say, for example, what qualifications you have. People normally say, for example, I have PhD, I have master, and I have from this university. They rarely mention, for example, I have studied with this person. Why? Because individuals are not very important. Normally you have many different teachers, and maybe one teacher you have studied with him for your, for example, was your supervisor, so you have spent more time with him, but you are not that much affected by his personality. Unless he is a person who is a worldly known, renowned person, then you may say, I have studied with this person. But in our tradition, you stay with a teacher for some time, some years, and then somehow your belonging to that circle becomes part of your identity. So if you want to introduce yourself, you say, I'm a student of so-and-so. So that gives an idea to people that what type of training you have gone through, what type of depths you have based on your teaching. Of course, sometimes people cheat here. So maybe they saw once one person say, I, I was a student of so-and-so. But <laughs> this is misuse. Otherwise, those who are really learned, they always feel in debt to the teacher, and they try to keep this association in place. In dunya, you are proud of being a student of that person. In akhirah, inshallah, you will benefit from also shafaaf, that teacher. So this is a very important aspect, this respect. The other aspect which is very important is you study because you want to study. There is no force. Even in the past, even in our time, uh, to some extent, but more so before us, we didn't have any registration. You decide, you know, for example, I go to this lesson, I take two lessons or three lessons every day or four lessons, how much I study, how much I teach. No one is reg even registering you. It's your own motive. Even, you know, in the past, we didn't have formal exams. Only sometimes we had exams, for example, if someone wanted to be taking uh, some shahriya, you know, some monthly payment, or if they wanted to upgrade, mm -hmm. sometimes there were some exams. Mm -hmm. But people were studying by themselves. Mm -hmm. And this is very important. As soon as, unfortunately, uh, you know, registration takes place, exam takes place, marking, and this type of thing, there is a worry that then people may lose their motive. Mm -hmm. So for example, you know, Alhamdulillah, it's not the general the case, but sometimes it happens. For example, say you can have every semester, for example, two absence. Mm -hmm. Then some people say, okay, so I have right of being absent for two no. sessions. This is not right. It's not the right that you have. Mm -hmm. This is a tragedy that you are absent mm -hmm. for one session. Okay? So, the motive was coming from inside, mm -hmm. you know? Even sometimes you had to mm -hmm. persuade your parents, you know, to get permission to go to Jose. Mm -hmm. You had to, you know, go through lots of difficulties in order to study. So, this is also very important. The personal motivation is very important. And if someone does have mm -hmm. this, he would study 
day and night, holidays and weekdays, summer or you know other seasons. As soon as you get opportunity, you should study because this is the way you have decided. When you decide to do something, do it with all your heart, wholeheartedly. Yeah, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Ya Yahya, خذ الكتابة بقوة." When Allah gives you something, take it and hold it with strength. If you, for example, Allah gives you a child, you cannot, you know, be careless about your child. You, now that you have a child, you have to be fully responsible. Take it seriously. If Allah has given you opportunity for a study, take it seriously. There is no middle way. Mm -hmm. Say, I want to study, but I want also to be relaxed. Doesn't work. You have to take it seriously. It's like, for example, when you drive. When you drive, you cannot, you know, say, I want to be careless. Mm -hmm. I just want to drive. And I don't want to think about it. I don't want to concentrate on driving. Then you may kill people. You may kill yourself. So in the case of knowledge, it's very important to be dedicated, to study wholeheartedly, keep that personal motive always there, not to forget our initial intention. This is also a very important thing. Sometimes we start with good intention, but gradually we get used to doing things and we forget why we are doing them. We go, for example, for Jose with pure intention of learning and getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by the way of teaching and learning and practicing, then gradually it becomes a habit. People do different things. I have my habit of going to Jose. I want a job, for example. I want to be busy. This should not happen. Every year we should have better understanding of our intention if there were doubts in the beginning in future should be less if there was no clarity in future should be completely clear not that is vice versa first we are very fresh very sincere very alert then gradually everything becomes loose another thing which is very important So, inshallah, we talk about the uh, method of study. Mm -hmm. I will come, inshallah, to that. And if uh, your question is not answered, then you can repeat your Okay, these are some basic things that we have to remember. That we have embarked on a journey which is a journey that has history. We have not started Jose, for example, in London for the first time in history. Yes? We have a tradition, a legacy. And we have to follow the example set up by our great scholars, by great uh, leaders of Hosas. Okay? And inshallah, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps this tawfiq for us, uh, he has given us tawfiq to join but if he keeps this tawfiq for us to be part of this and also to, inshallah, grow, there can be nothing as valuable as this. There is nothing like this in the whole world. 
with the respect, all the respect that we have for other things, other activities, but nothing is like the learning and teaching. This is the job of the prophets. Okay, one of the things that we need to remember is that this type of learning needs fellow travelers, fellow learners. It's a journey that we have to go together. It's very, very difficult. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's very, very difficult to do it on your own. We need a community of learners. We need a circle of learners. We need teachers. We need other students. I don't know, have you noticed this or not? Had it not been other brothers and sisters around you who want to learn, you wouldn't have this experience that you have now. If you were just you and a teacher. It's not the same experience. It's like a person who goes to Hajj, you know, and just on his own or, you know, with one guy, or you go with a group. If you have a group who are prepared, who are kind, who are helpful, you can help each other, you can rely on each other, it makes the experience totally different. This journey that we have is a journey that we should do it together. Every person here is important. So if you study properly, if you have good akhlaq, it's not only good for you. It gives positive energy to others. Even Teacher benefits from good students. If a teacher comes to the class and has in front of him good students, the teacher gets inspired. If you in front of you there is no one, or there are people who are not, you know, good students, your energy is drained. So Every person is important. So, inshallah, when you study, when you keep, you know, for example, doing your homework assignments, you know, exams, you are punctual, have this intention that not only I want to study properly, but also I want to be a good example for other people. I want to give good, you know, uh, energy to other people. I want to encourage my teachers. I want to encourage the uh, admin. Because in this way, you can help them. And if you don't study, tell yourself, I am wasting my own life. I am betraying my parents and family. I am betraying my teachers and admin. I am giving bad name to all the people. Remember all these things. So, this is something that we do as a team. When we reflect on teachings of Ahlul Bayt we find that there is great emphasis on mudhakaratul <coughs> One of the things which is very important is mudhakaratul ilm. Mudhakara means you remember something and remind your friend. He remembers something and reminds you. Mudhakara is Baba Mufa'ala. Okay, Baba Mufa'ala yadullah al-musharaka. Okay, means they keep reminding each other. What does it mean? It means that when we are alone, we tend to forget. Yes? Human beings easily forget things. But when we have other people to remind us, then inshallah we can be saved from forgetfulness. Because the greatest danger comes when we are heedless. 
Nesyan and Ghefla, forgetfulness and heedlessness, these are two destructive things. So Mudhakaratul Ilm is very important. Let me read for you some hadith. One hadith is in Biharul Anwar, Allama Madrasi in the first volume, quotes this hadith from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Abadha, Al-Julusu Sa'atan Inda Mudhakarat Al-Ilm If you sit for a while, Sa'a is for a while, doesn't necessarily mean 60 minutes because of the past, they didn't have this way of dividing time. If you sit for some time for Mudhakarat Al-Ilm, for scientific discussion, Okay, something on akhlaq and aqail and tafsir. These things. Ahabu ilallah min qiyam alf layla. This is more loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than keeping 1,000 nights awake and doing ibadah. Mm -hmm. What type of ibadah? Yusalla fi kulli laylah alf rak'ah. If you keep awake and every night say 1,000 rak'ah of prayer. So mubahasa, when you discuss with your teacher or with your friends mm -hmm. something, it's better than 1,000 nights of ibadah mm -hmm. if you manage to do 1,000 rakah in every night. This is not to underestimate ibadah. It's very important if someone, you know, even spends five minutes during the night doing ibadah. It's magnificent. But the value of this is so high that you cannot measure it with that. Of course, if someone does mubahasa and ibadah, that's much better, yes. Then Rasulullah said, وَالْجُلُوسُ الصَّاعَةً عِنْدَ مُذَاكَرَةِ الْعِلْمِ أَحَبُّ إِلَى اللَّهِ مِنْ أَلْفِ غَزْوَةِ If you sit for learning and discussion, مذاكرة discussion, it's better than 1,000 battles that you take part. There are many soldiers in the world, but if there is no knowledge, there is no orientation. They can just be used in order to do mischief. If there is no knowledge, there is no understanding. <coughs> the greatest battle is battle against jahl, against ignorance, against shaitan, against nafsa ammare. And the people who spent time and energy and life and learning. These are the people who are heroes. <coughs> Even it's better than reciting the entire Quran. If there are two people, one of them says, I have to do my mubahasa. Now, from, I don't know, 10 to 11 in the morning, or I don't know, 5 to 6, I have mubahasa. Another person says, I have to read the entire Quran. It takes me, I don't know, 20 hours then. Rasulullah says, mubahasa is more loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Of course, this is not to underestimate recitation of the Quran. That must be done. But this is to tell people, take this also seriously. Abadar was surprised. قال يا رسول الله مذاكرة خير من قراءة القرآن كله Is this kind of discussion better than reciting the entire Quran? You know, we say Khatm Quran, you know, to recite the entire Quran. فقال صلى الله عليه وآله يا أبادر الجلوس صاعة عند مذاكرة العلم أحب إلى الله من قراءة القرآن كله إثنتا عشر ألف مرة is better than reciting Quran twelve thousand times because these are two different things and you cannot compare these two when two things have different qualities then you cannot compare them no matter how many ibadah you bring without knowledge and knowledge ibadah without knowledge cannot be compared to knowledge alaykum bi mudhakarat al-ilm you must do mudhakara فَإِنَّ بِالْعِلْمِ تَعْرِفُونَ الْحَلَالَ مِنَ الْحَرَامِ It is by knowledge that you understand what is halal, what is haram. يَا أَبَاذَرَ الْجُلُوسُ صَاعَةً عِنْدَ مُذَاكَرَةِ الْعِلْمِ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنْ عِبَادَةِ السَّنَةٍ سِيَامٍ نَهَارُهَا وَقِيَامٍ لَيْلُهَا مذاكرة is better than Worshipping for one year when you fast every day and keep awake and do ibadah every night. It is not like Mubahasa. If you study A'mal of Laylatul Qadr, Shaykh Abbas Qummi in Mafatihul Janan, he says, the best Amal in Laylatul Qadr is Mudhaqaratul Ilm. It's the best Amal. Discussing. It can be with a teacher, with a scholar, or can be few learners together. Then Rasulullah said, وَالنَّظَرُ إِلَى وَجْهِ الْعَالِمِ if you look at face of Alim, is better than freeing 1,000 slaves. In another hadith, Imam Baqir said, Tadakurul ilm dirasa. To discuss knowledge is a study. <coughs> Maybe this means that a studying cannot come without this discussion. There is another hadith which is very beautiful hadith. Uh, I think once I mentioned some of this hadith in uh, last year that. Amir al-Mu'mini says, I heard from Prophet, learning is obligatory. Then hadith continues and says, seek knowledge in its proper places. When you want knowledge, go to proper place. Don't get knowledge from dirty sources, polluted sources, from black market, from those who smuggle. Take knowledge from proper sources. 
وَقْتَبِسُوهُمْ مِنْ أَحْلِهِ Seek it from its people. So proper place, proper people. فَإِنَّ تَعَلُّمَهُ لِلَّهِ حَسَنَةٌ Learning knowledge for the sake of Allah is hasana. Is a good act. Seeking knowledge is ibadah. When you do mubasa, it's tasbih. It's glorification of Allah. If you act upon your knowledge, it's jihad. When you teach what you know to someone who doesn't know, this is charity. When you share your knowledge with those who qualify, those who are, you know, people that should be taught. This is taking you nearer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, Mubahitha, Mudhakara, Tadhakur are very, very important. The last hadith, Imam Baghir is quoted as saying, Rahimallahu abdan ahya al-ilm. May Allah's mercy be upon a servant of God, Abdan, who revives the knowledge. Ahya al-ilm. Qultu wa ma ihya'uhu. I told Imam Baghir how can knowledge be revived? How can we revive knowledge? Qala an yudhakira bihi. When you discuss knowledge with the people who have piety, people who have faith, this is If you hide your knowledge, if you don't share it with people, you have killed the knowledge. Or if you share it with the people who are not good people, you have destroyed knowledge. But when people who have taqwa, they talk about knowledge, they exchange knowledge, they share with each other knowledge, they discuss, this is ihya'ul ilm. This is revival of knowledge. So this is why it's very important to be always circles, circles of knowledge, not you know, like drops. Drops, if they are left as drops, mm -hmm. quickly they are dry out, evaporate. Mm -hmm. But you have to join. Mm -hmm. I am sure if you were, for example, going to a study by yourself, mm -hmm. maybe 80% of you would not have studied what you have studied in the last two years. Mm -hmm. 80% if I wanted to do ihtiyat, otherwise I would say 99%. <laughs> but now that Alhamdulillah we are together, we get energy from each other. If I am not going to go to the class today, I say, look, there are brothers and sisters who are going there. What, what is wrong with me that I cannot go today to the class? If I cannot prepare for exam, I say, you know, there are many people who do this. Why I cannot do this? So I get energy from other people. Maybe they also think the same way. So we are giving energy to each other. But if we were alone, then we would easily be victim in the hands of shaitan playing with us and not letting us to win this battle against jah, against ignorance. So revival of knowledge is when you discuss knowledge with people who are pious. This is Ihya'ul Ilm. Okay, Mubahatha is one of the 
very important styles or manners that we have for learning. Although even our teaching sessions is mozakara. Because the teacher comes and discusses and even you know there is interaction. I am not very much in favor of people teaching themselves. Unless for basic things. Because when you teach yourself, there is great opportunity or chance for confusion. Mm. So you think you have understood, but then you realize that mm. you have not understood. So it's like some people have the, the wrong methods of learning, that if it's more, more people studying, they become confused. If it's there alone, they understand uh, matter. No, no. There, there are two things. One is that when you study, you should have privacy, concentration, not distraction. This is one thing. But to teach yourself a new discipline, a new science, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm, I'm not encouraging people. I say as long as, as long as you have chance to attend lessons, Try to attend lessons. Mm -hmm. Don't say, you know, it's easier for me, you know, why I should uh, pay petrol to go to Hose. I sit at home and, you know, read these books. These are in English and I can understand. Maybe you can understand 60%, 70%, but there are 30% that you don't understand. And sometimes you think you understand, but you misunderstand. Mm -hmm. Especially when it comes to subjects which are difficult. Mm -hmm. There is great chance of confusion. So, I am not telling people who have no access to stop learning by studying themselves. No. You try what you can. But I'm saying, when you have a better option, don't go for the second option. Okay? If you can attend a live session of learning, don't say... I listen to it online. If you can listen online, don't say I listen to the recorded. Because even live session online is better than recorded. If there is recorded lecture, don't say I study myself. So there are different levels. As long as you have opportunity to benefit from higher level, don't go for the lower. But I don't think there is anyone in the world who has no opportunity for learning. The minimum is that you can re read books, you can listen to the lectures. Alhamdulillah, now many lectures are online. But when you have a better option, don't go for the second option, especially for learning. Yeah, I will, I will talk about, inshallah, the manners of Mubahatha. So, attending sessions of teaching is very important. Okay? There is great barakah on this. Sometimes, you know, you say, Baba, I can, you know, for example, sit at home and study these few pages, half an hour, one hour. But it takes me one hour driving or, you know, taking bus, one hour coming back, mm -hmm. spending time, money. Mm -hmm. But these are not two, the same, these two are not the same experiences. Someone who attends a session, someone who just at home, you know, reads or listens to the lecture. The experience is totally different. The amount of exposure that you have to knowledge mm -hmm in a live session is not the same. This is for every subject, for any teacher. But when it comes to Islamic subjects, it's even more. Because now, if your teacher is a person who is good, so you can benefit from his akhlaq, you can benefit from his wisdom, you can you know, benefit other things. 
Sometimes you get energy, you can get light, you get hope, you, you get lots of things. Even when you go to a group of mu'minin, your other problems can be solved. Imagine a person who goes to this majalis of learning. Then he would not get, or she would not get depressed. If he has worries, stress, other things, it becomes less and less. So, it's very important to attend these sessions of learning. But, it's not enough to just take lessons. Say, okay, I want to learn, for example, Aqaid, Kalam. I take tens or hundreds of lectures. This is not enough. You have to grasp Even most intelligent people, even the people who have great memory and, you know, intelligence, they cannot rely on just listening once in the class. You need to review. Review is very important. If you study just once, even maybe, for example, then later, for example, work with few hours, you can even pass exam. Mm. But this doesn't mean that you have learned. Mm. Passing exam is something, learning is another thing. Mm. Sometimes, you know, even in, uh, you know, mm. multiple choice exams, people just, you know, uh, luckily, maybe they passed exam. Or even with, you know, short essay exams, People sometimes manage to write something, but this doesn't mean that they have understood. This is why, for example, you know, we only have, uh, you know, like certification in the traditional way when a person has studied with someone for several years. Mm -hmm. you know, someone who has studied with someone for several years, then he said, now I certify that he's mujtahid. I certify that he's a scholar, not just by taking, you know, exams, you know, and getting, you know, some marks. Anyway, passing exam is not enough. Attending lectures is not enough. We need review. We need also to discuss, to have mubahasa. What is Mubahasa and why we need to do Mubahasa? These are two questions. Mm -hmm. We mean by Mubahasa this. First, let us clarify what we mean by Mubahasa. Mm -hmm. By Mubahasa, we mean that with some of your classmates, mm -hmm. <coughs> hopefully you have classmates. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't have classmates, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Then maybe... For example, you ask someone else to do mubayasa with you. Maybe, for example, your husband, your wife, your brother, sister has already studied these things. So you say, you know, can you do mubayasa with me? But the best is if they are classmates, they attend the same lectures. Because maybe you didn't understand something properly, he or she understood properly. But if one of them is not attending the class, it's not good, you know, mubahasa. It's better to be attending the same class and be classmates, yes. There's one question I have. Why is it that some lectures refuse you to record the lectures, which we never do, but I think that it's a good way that you can recap at the end of the day? Because you, 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 one can speak and understand a totally different thing from the lecture. They, yeah. they review the lecture as you yes. say. Uh, so why? Because sometimes some people, uh, for example, they say we want to be free. If it is recorded, you know, then we have to uh, maybe uh, be very careful, or for example, maybe cause misunderstanding, or uh, there are different reasons, you know. So some people are not happy with recording, but certainly. If it is possible to listen again to the recorded lecture, that is also very good. Because the first time you get main ideas, 
The second time, you get details. Mm -hmm. Some people in the first time, they just get the jokes. <laughs> Nothing else. Only jokes remain in their mind. <laughs> but good students take the main ideas. But the second time you go into details. So it's very good to listen. But Mubahisa is still needed. Even if you listen two times, three times, Mubahisa is very important. So you should have a partner for Mubahisa. Mm -hmm. Can be one person, mm -hmm. can be two. Mm -hmm. I think three is good size. Mm -hmm. Four is also possible, mm -hmm. but five, six maybe becomes difficult. Mm -hmm. Because yes. it's five, six, so. then there is no enough chance mm -hmm. for them to present, mm -hmm. to interact. Mm -hmm. So maybe good size is three, so. is the best maybe. And four is okay, but <clears throat> five seems to be more. Unless, for example, there are people who don't have partners, you know, they say, you know, I don't have anyone to discuss, can I join you? That's another issue. But three, I think, is very good size, and four is also reasonable. And it's better to be your classmates. But if there's not classmates, someone who has already studied, also is okay. Even if you don't want, uh, sorry, you don't have anyone, you should have Mubaisa, I am of course exaggerating, even if it is with an animal. <laughs> I don't know if you have heard the story of Akhfash. Yes. Akhfash had a goat. Yeah. Yeah. And he was doing Mubaisa with his goat. Who's Akhfash? Akhfash is a famous scholar of Arabic language. So, uh, and sometimes, uh, Sometimes when someone only listens and doesn't answer, say he's a goat of Akhwash. So when you when you have when you have this practice of presenting, even if it is to an animal, it still is good for you. Yeah? Because when you take a lesson. You review it, you study it, but you don't present it, still it's incomplete. When you want to present something, then you realize whether you understood or not. The people who can present something means that, inshallah, they understood. Of course, there are some people who are clever. They present things that they didn't understand. <laughs> no. I know there are people who can do this. Oh my God. But, but, but this can happen with goat, but not with a classmate who is clever. The classmate brings questions and then shows that you didn't understand. But the person who has not, you know, been to the class, sometimes you say something and they think you understood. But teacher cannot be deceived and classmate cannot be deceived for a long time. <laughs> Maybe one session, two sessions can deceive your classmate, not for a long time. So, you should present. Even if you are alone and there is no one, at least present it. Okay? Five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes. Repeat for yourself the the idea. A study. So filming ourselves is a big part of Mubahisa. I'm saying if it is not possible. Yeah, but I can. At least discuss it with yourself. No, generally when I make my presentations, I like to record myself for after as well. Yes. See how do we are mistake. Yes, it's it's good, but it's not equal to. Having partners for discussion, but it's better than nothing. So, <coughs> if I study, I take notes, okay, and then I close my book. If there are notes, just some bullet points, few words, and then I start presentation. 
if I manage to do the presentation without, you know, reading everything, you know, again, then it shows that I have understood. Okay? But if I need to read again, or I see that I cannot explain, there is, you know, gap in my arguments, there are things missing, then that's the problem. But the best time to understand the problems is when you have people who are serious with you. If you do a presentation for yourself or for a goat, there is a chance that you can be very fluent and fast. Yes. But someone who has been to the class and has listened, then he doesn't need to be actually better than you. But you may miss something. He also may miss something, but normally they don't miss the same thing. You miss something, he misses something else. So in what, this area, you help him. In another area, he helps you. Okay, or she helps you. So, Mubahatha is, you have two, three, four partners, and then you study. So, for example, you cannot have mobile as soon as the class finishes. Indeed, yeah. It should be before the next class, Indeed. possibly. If it is not possible, at least, for example, every two sessions, one mobile But it's better if for every session you have mobile Before the next session, you have mobile You take the lesson, you study, you review, you prepare yourself, then you go to mobile <laughs> And you should take mubahasa seriously, not go with uh, pyjama to mubahasa, you know, <laughs> relax and lie, you know, then, you know. Mubahasa should be serious, okay? Well-dressed, even if you are in dorm, you should be well-dressed, sit properly, as if it's a formal session. On time. Unfortunately, sometimes people come for Mubaisa, then half an hour they talk about other things. <laughs> they waste their time. Mubaisa is about the subject. When we finish, then you can talk. if you have time, you can then talk about other things. Not talk first about other things. So, we go to the meeting on time. Prepared, well dressed, very formal. Then one person should become the teacher. Other people listen. This can be by, for example, either deciding in advance, or it's better to be decided in the meeting. Because if you say to people that, okay, First week you are responsible, second week you are responsible, then people may not prepare themselves mm. for other sessions. So it's better that they all come prepared and thinking that maybe I have to do this. Even if you have done last week, maybe again this week. So you can draw like Quran. For example, open the book and, you know, for example, say if this number comes, it's you, it's, otherwise it's me, or, you know, there are many different ways, you know, of making this random, even if it is two sessions, three sessions successively, so that everyone comes when he's prepared. If someone comes and is not prepared, you can question him, then you can blame him, then you, maybe you can fix penalty. That you didn't study, so next time you bring ice cream. <laughs> next time you bring some thing, <laughs> some fruits. Next time you clean the room if you are dorm, you have to take my term. If if the other person is you know lazy, so you have to discipline. So this is very has to be very serious. So one person randomly is decided he starts presenting as a teacher and you should respect him now that he is teacher you should respect don't interrupt him let him be able to teach but you can ask questions you can you know say i think this is not what was you are making mistake you can discuss 
So, this is a brief explanation of the style of Mubahathan. But few things have to be observed. One is that in Mubahatha, we should not try to prove that I am right, you are wrong. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Unfortunately, sometimes, especially in the beginning, you find that people just want to say that I understood and they want to defend themselves. So if the other person says, you know, the teacher said like this, or you didn't understand this, then he doesn't accept. And sometimes, even in their heart, they know they are wrong, mm -hmm. but they don't want to admit. Mm -hmm. They keep insisting mm -hmm. this is bad. The need is to understand. Mm -hmm. So if I make a mistake and my friend, my partner in Mubayasa says, mm -hmm. you are mistaken, I have to accept. Mm -hmm. So it's a good also a spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. Imagine if every day you have mubahasa mm -hmm. and in this way you practice mm -hmm. admitting your mistakes, mm -hmm. you practice accepting what other people say, then inshallah in your life you become like this. Then tomorrow you can accept truth from any person. So this is very important. We are not there to prove that I am right, you are wrong. We are there to understand haq. We are there to understand better. If you teach me, I am in debt to you. Okay? And the beauty of Mubahasa is that they can be equal. Or even maybe, for example, a person who is normally getting better marks can learn from a person who is not that intelligent or that does not that you know sharp it doesn't matter i need to understand yes there's one question say what one request i want to make when we come when we have this mubayatha yes. and we have some questions in disputed we should be able to get an answer from the teacher by emailing them and sometimes emailing the teacher and getting an answer is is very slow and sometimes not not uh, yes. actually able to be easier than that. Most of your questions should be answered by yourself, yes. if not in Mubahasa. Only maybe few percentage remains for teacher. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. uh, he was doing even pre-study, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. advanced in the sense that before going to lecture, mm -hmm. he knew that, for example, his teacher is going to teach today Am mm Al-Khas. -hmm. He was himself reading the book and commentary, thinking, making everything clear for himself, then attending the lecture to make sure that what he understood is correct. This is proper way of study. But at least if you don't do pre-study, at, at least after lesson, take time, do mobile, do smutala'a, if a question remains that you and your partners cannot answer, then you can ask the teacher. Mm -hmm. Or if you have understood but you are not sure, you think maybe I misunderstood, mm -hmm. so you ask the teacher. Mm -hmm. And teacher should make time available for you mm -hmm. to answer. But it's very important that to learn to find out answers for your questions through mutala'a and mubahatha. Mm -hmm. Not that everything that comes to your mind you ask the teacher. Because many of these questions can be simple questions. So, we should be prepared for acknowledging our mistake, accepting the truth from our friends, not being insisting on our <coughs> positions, 
we should be happy to be criticized. It's beautiful practice. You know, I think these politicians, you know, that they have, you know, debates in parliament, you know, other places, this cannot be without training. You know, they see, they discuss very serious issues, but they don't get angry. They are very cool. Because if they get angry, they cannot argue properly. They can, you know, be then offending each other. They try to be cool. But this means they have been to training. You know, I always remember once there was a meeting. Uh, this is my last point, inshallah, we continue uh, next session. There was a member of one of the political parties a few years ago. And many people asked him, you know, serious questions, criticized, you know, his party policies. And I was very amazed. He was very cool. Imagine you are in a room, everyone criticizes you, and he was very relaxed. Very, very relaxed. And I told myself, this comes with training. Unless you are trained, you cannot be like this, you know, because you think that People are offending you. you, people, you know, want to insult you. But if you are trained, you know that, no, you should take this very simple. So, Mubahasa is a very good practice for being able to receive criticism. But don't interpret this as a kind of attack. This is your friend. But when you are used to receiving criticism from friend, then inshallah you can receive criticism even from people who are your opponents. If you don't receive this criticism from friends, then how you are going to develop that habit of being open to criticism? It's difficult. So, this is also very important, to be ready to welcome. For example, if you go to Mubaisa, you speak and your friend doesn't say anything. You must not say this is a good day. He didn't ask any question. He didn't make any criticism. No, this means that this was useless. If he asks you a question, if you know, he puts you in the corner, you have to struggle. You know, a good partner is the one that you know that without preparation, you cannot go to Mubaisa with him or her. Because he would find out my problems. So, you have to find people who are intelligent, who are clever, clever, who study, who are critical. These are best people. If you find you know, people who are very passive and you know, very shy and they don't say anything, then you are not going to learn. There are other things that inshallah we discuss next session. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep for us this blessing of being involved in learning and teaching and inshallah include us among the learners among the people that they use every opportunity to add to their understanding and their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make all our ulama all our scholars inshallah uh, with Muhammad and Ali Muhammad with maximum mercy, maximum inshallah light. Wa akhir da'wan wa alhamdulillah rabbil alamin.